Welcome to another episode of On the Ground with Samaritan's Purse, a podcast taking you to the front lines and behind the scenes of our work around the world. I'm your host, Christy Graham. And just a few weeks ago, we released an episode called Five Minutes in Four Places. This episode gave updates on how the ministry was responding to the headlines that hit in August. Although the news cycles have moved on, I love the way that Samaritan's Purse has not. Samaritan's Purse is still actively working in each of these places, and we wanted to give an update on our work in Louisiana after Hurricane Ida, Afghan evacuees, and Haiti. First, you'll hear from Luther Harrison, who is the Vice President for North America Ministries, to update us on Louisiana. Will you give us an update? I know we talked about our response to Ida. Right. Can you maybe give us an update on what Samaritan's Purse is doing? Well, um, Samaritan's Purse, we're still in Louisiana in three different sites. But Hurricane Ida, as it came ashore, it was a Category 4. It caused a lot of significant damage that you don't see it on the media. The news is not uh, saying anything about it anymore, but there's still significant needs. We've had over 3,000 families ask us for help, and we're still at 1,200 that we haven't gotten to yet. So what does that tell us? We need more people to stand up, to come out, to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to go share, not only physically, but most importantly, spiritually. We've already seen 80 decisions for Christ as we've been in these three areas, and just uh, it's God's at work. Through these storms, we need the people to come out. And, you know, just like in Hebrews 13, 16, and don't forget to do good for, to others. You know, in this way, it shows the sacrifice we're making for Christ. Once we ask Jesus into our heart, we want to make sure that people know then we have to go out and just follow the Great Commission and help others come alongside and have a relationship with Jesus as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I love, I've heard you say a quote, the way you know people care, or the way people know you care is how they see how you care. And you mentioned that in the Ministry of Presence. How have you seen in these sites, can you share a testimony or a story of a homeowner that just really was touched by the Ministry of Presence? Well, there's a little lady. I mean, she had no help. She had no one that would come to her rescue. And to just um, see her story was she was referred by another neighbor. Mm -hmm. And I always say this is God's radar. He has these people on His path. And he steers us to that path. So when she sees that help and just you see the tears pour out of her face, down her face, and just it's real. We present her with a Bible and we pray with her and leave her hopefully with God's word that will help her through the next storm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And can you be, I know we, our focus is Louisiana, but mm-hmm. what else is North American Ministries doing around the country? What other, how, what other responses are, are you all involved in? Well, we still have over... Uh, 190 requests up in Detroit, Michigan. We've been there for many months. On the, it was basically a raw sewage floods into the homes of these houses, and you know we had over 700 families ask for help. And our teams have been steadfast and faithful to go in. Uh, move from there, go to the California fires. We uh, finished the Caldor fire, the Dixie fire, and uh, now here we are finishing up and headed toward the Lake Tahoe region for the next fire. So this is our third stop on the fire. So, and our staff has just been overwhelmed with uh, just the homeowners that have been asking for help. And our volunteers have come and sifted through the ashes and just help them not only sift through the ashes, but it's providing healing and closure as you go through. So every time these storms hit, we're going to respond just like a volunteer fire department. We're going to get in the trucks, we're going to roll out, and we're going to help these people get back on their feet. As we go out and respond to these storms, we really want the church to see this is the, one of the easiest ways for them to be mission-minded and follow the Great Commission to go out. So 
we'll make it easy for them. We'll have all the tools and the food and everything in place. Come and serve and go and see how God will use you. If you're feeling led to get involved or you want more information on North America Ministries, we'll put a link in our show notes about volunteering with our teams on the ground. Next, you'll hear from Melissa Strickland, who is a Senior Director for Communications. Melissa was just on the ground in Fort Pickett, Virginia, where Samaritan's Purse is providing warm winter clothing to thousands of Afghan evacuees. Yes, Christy, I'm here in Fort Pickett, Virginia, with our disaster assistance response team that is working with the U.S. military and other agencies to serve Afghan refugees as they're making their way into the United States. These are the people we saw on television weeks ago, the ones who were desperate to flee, who were fearing for their lives for various reasons— Uh, and who did not want to live under a regime of terror. They want something better for their families. I've met people here who were doctors, lawyers, teachers, and now they have nothing but the clothes on their backs, and they're trying to make a new start in this, the land of the free. Our team is working very hard. We are teaching English classes, which is a lot of fun to watch. We have classes for men, and just to see the smiles on these men's faces as they're learning words like nose and eye and uh, leg and foot, Um, just the, the joy they have in embracing what will be their new life. And then for the women, we also have English classes, and they are so thankful. They keep expressing their thanks to us. They're able to sit and learn and not be in fear of attack for being women and learning. And uh, just to see the lightness as they say their ABCs, I wish everybody could just could see what I have gotten to see this past week. Uh, one of the very first things we also did was distribute toys to the children. These are little bitty guys who uh, have had their entire worlds turned upside down, and they're experiencing tremendous trauma from what they've been through these past couple weeks. But once we were able to put crayons and activity books and soccer balls and baby dolls into their hands, you saw some life spring back into them. Uh, One morning after devotions, our team walked out of the building, and we were just overjoyed to see all the colorful soccer balls being kicked around on the street in front of us and to hear children giggling. Uh, Later that day, I stumbled on a group of of little ones who were sitting in the grass with the books that we had distributed, with their heads all scrunched together, uh, looking at the colorful pictures in the books. And uh, it's just amazing to see what these little things can do to bring normalcy back into the life of a child and to bring a little measure of joy and peace into their hearts. In the coming weeks, we're going to be distributing winter clothes. As I said, these are folks who who own nothing. They've left their homes behind and everything else they own, and the temperatures are dropping. So uh, we'll be giving out coats and little little bitty snowsuits for babies and, and other things that will equip them for the, the temperatures that they are about to face. Fort Pickett is just one place in the world where we have a disaster assistance response team that is helping to meet the needs of these Afghan refugees. Uh, there are others in other locations that we cannot even disclose for security reasons. So I would just ask uh, you and, and the audience that's listening to please keep 
all of these Afghan refugees in your prayers as they are lost and and maybe feel a bit hopeless. As I said earlier, their worlds have been turned upside down. And so um, you see them, you know, kind of trying to figure out what the future may hold. And so please keep them in your prayers. Please keep our teams in your prayers as they work to love these people, to serve them, and that they would just see in us that love, that compassion that we have for them. And uh, I just thank you for the opportunity to share. Thanks, Christy. My heart aches for the Afghan evacuees. Could you imagine fleeing your home, your family, and all that you've ever known with only the clothes on your back? Most fled quickly and were unable to bring luggage or any other possessions with them. They're literally starting over. They've lost everything. And on top of that, they're trying to learn a new language and a way of life. I love Psalm 146.9 that says, The Lord protects resident aliens and helps the fatherless and the widow, but he frustrates the way of the wicked. Some versions say watches. I love the way that God protects and watches those that are aliens and sojourners, and I pray that they feel loved and helped in this time of need. I'm so grateful for Melissa's update. Finally, we have an update from Haiti, as we heard from Pierre Julian, who is our country director there. Being from Haiti, would you, I want to talk about Samaritan's first work, but first of all, will you tell us how the country of Haiti is doing and how your people um, have been responding since the earthquake? Uh, The country really uh, is facing great challenges. Uh, Even before the earthquake, we were dealing with uh, significant uh, political uh, turbulences, uh, political challenges. Uh, Then came the earthquake on August the 14th. Uh, complicating the matters, uh, insecurity issues. Uh, a lot of people lost their homes. Uh, schools open, but children cannot go to school because the schools are destroyed in most cities. Uh, SP truly has been a blessing. Uh, immediately after the earthquake, uh, SP set a DCA uh, with uh, a mobile field hospital, about 135 surgeries uh, that our medical staff really uh, completed there. Uh, truly, SP has been a great blessing. Uh, we, we responded with not just uh, medical care, but we helped with shelter. We helped with uh, water, which is again a serious problem. People were drinking uh, water from the river, uh, contaminated water. So we brought two water filtration systems that really purify the water. Uh, and to communities, the people truly thank God for the level of care and concerns and love that SP has demonstrated. And so we did, we were able to do a full episode on our work in Haiti and yeah, talk to some of the staff at the hospital and, and, and some of the staff that were distribu- distributing tarps and, and like you said, and implementing the water system. So can you maybe give an update? Is the hospital still running as Samaritan's first still operating that? And what else are we doing in the community today? Uh, the hospital, uh, uh, we closed the hospital down on the 20th because, again, uh, the hospital was in direct response to the earthquake. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've done that well. We begin to see uh, people with previous uh, problems because, again, uh, the local hospital system could not respond to some of those uh, basic needs. So we closed the hospital on the 20th. 
we are helping at the request of the Ministry of Health. Uh, we are helping to equip the local uh, rehabilitation center to follow up with uh, uh, primarily the patients that um, utilize our field hospital. Uh, we are still in those two communities where we were with the filtration system. One of them will begin to provide a permanent local system uh, that is, again, that can be sustainable at the community level. Uh, we are going to repair about 30 wells that the, these communities uh, had that were damaged as a result of the earthquake and some other technical issues. We're going to fix them. And between uh, now and December, uh, we will uh, complete our assessment and begin again to... Uh, to uh, provide uh, permanent water solutions in those communities, while also looking to uh, uh, 2022 in January for our reconstruction projects uh, in those three regions affected by the earthquake. So again, we are using a phase approach to continue assisting the communities uh, with uh, shelter, uh, primarily targeting schools. It's a very, very serious problem, Christy. Uh, one community niche where we are right now, they have 43 schools, uh, 25 of them completely damaged, about six, I mean, completely destroyed, about uh, 13 of them uh, damaged. So school open uh, on the 4th of October, but the children cannot get to school because there is no temporary uh, shelter or temporary uh, uh, space for them to attend classes. So. Again, uh, we are conducting an assessment right now to see how uh, we can intervene and help the, the, the population. Um, and I'm sure you have many uh, experiences where you've seen God really work in people's lives. Do you have any testimonies or stories that you can share of people that didn't know the hope of Christ, but through our work with Samaritan's Purse, you know, they, they heard the gospel and, and lives were changed? Well, uh, we, we see those things. Uh, almost daily. Mm. So it's a lot of different testimonies, uh, really. Uh, the work of love, Christy, uh, never really uh, goes unfruitful. Mm. Uh, wherever the, you know, the work of love is being demonstrated, there is always a response because the word cannot return void. A lot of people are being encouraged uh, uh, through the work that we're doing. As we go around, that was, that was in fact, really our main objective, to proclaim the gospel. Haiti, the biggest need in Haiti is the gospel, is the good news of Jesus Christ. The only hope for Haiti right now is Jesus Christ. The government has failed. We have no government. We have no president. Our judiciary system has failed. Our schools are, uh, have failed. Our medical system has failed. So this is the perfect timing right now for a revival to break out. Why? Because there is no hope. There is hope nowhere else except in Christ. And this is what we're doing, taking the gospel to the communities, taking the gospel to our projects, as we share the love of God in a physical sense. But again, gather the leadership, the church leaders, the community leaders, to share the gospel with them. So we're going to continue really uh, uh, helping the people physically, but sharing really the gospel of Jesus Christ, the only hope this country has right now. Recently, our team has felt convicted that we haven't been sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. Luther mentioned that, according to him, it's the easiest part of his job. 
And I love that. I love that our teams, that is what they do on the ground. And so we want to be doing that on the podcast. Um, And it comes naturally to everybody that we talk to. And so the gospel of Jesus Christ is the reason we meet physical needs all over the world. We want people to know everywhere that God loves them. And the Bible tells us that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And I was so encouraged when Julian, who you just heard from, he ended our conversation naturally by sharing the gospel from his own heart. The good news about the gospel is, you know, we are sinners. Without Christ, we are sinners. But the love of God is that Jesus Christ, he took our sins. Everything that separated us from God, he took them upon the cross. The good news is, if we just dare to believe that he took our sins, he took our sorrows, and we believe in him, and we believe in our heart that he died for our sin, he was raised for our salvation. We confessed him publicly and make him our Lord and Savior. The Bible says we have peace with God. Mm-hmm. That is good news. It's not something we can buy. That's the grace of God. That is God's favors. We cannot buy. It's simple. It's really simple. Just trust what Christ has done for us to reconcile us to, with God. This is what we're telling the Haitian people. Mm-hmm. For 217 years, we've been believing in voodoo. Though we question, we're still using secretism. Well, you know what? Let's choose right now to trust God. Let's choose right now to walk faithfully with God and watch him change our life. Mm -hmm. There is power. There is transformational power in this gospel. Mm -hmm. I know he's true. I know he's good. I know he's loving. I know he's compassionate. He can do it. Anyone who dare accept Christ, make him the Lord and Savior of your life, that's the transformation that begins. Your mind begins to be renewed with the gospel, with the word of God. You know, it's a wonderful thing. Mm. It's a joyful thing, really, building that relationship with a living God who's so faithful. Thank you for tuning in today. If you'd like more information about any of these topics, you can visit our website, SamaritansPurse.org. And you can see some of the behind-the-scenes content. Follow us on Instagram at OnTheGroundSP. Thanks so much for tuning in and God bless you.